you know right now as you sit, regardless of how far away from Jesus you may be, his love is everlasting for you. Everlasting. It didn't stop with those nails on the cross. See, Jesus' love for you, that act was just a very obvious act of his love for you, but his love extends to this day. Why? Because he is constantly saying, here I am. One of the aspects of God's love that Edward Paws has hit on time and time again in this series is the consistency of God's love for us. He's in the book of 1 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, and we'll be wrapping up this particular message on our broadcast today as we close the week. Thank you for joining us. This is a program called Rescuing Awe, an outreach ministry of the Movement Church in Oakland on the web at themovement.us. They're also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and have a free gift for you. I'll share more about that at the end of the program. Here's Pastor Edward. Warren Buffett, one of the world's richest men, year after year after year, saying, just as it regards to investments, very practically, I like to invest in things that don't change very much. I like to invest in things that are going to be here years and years from now. And so, shouldn't that be the thing? If love, okay, now, Ed, get out of the investment world. If love is the thing that's going to be here in the end, shouldn't we invest then in love? Are you with me? You tracking with me. If love is going to be the only thing that lasts, shouldn't that be the highest investment priority of our time? If you want a good return on your investment, don't you want to invest in something that's going to be there for the long haul? We all on the same page? So why should you make love a priority? The sermon in a sentence. You can take the note down if you'd like. Because love is everlasting, love should be the first thing. Because love is everlasting, love should be the first thing. Why should I make love a priority? Because love is everlasting. So that's why you should make love the first thing. Why should I place love over my work? Because love is everlasting. That's why you should make it the first thing. But I've got all these things I've got to do and places I've got to go. But love is the only thing that's going to be here in the end, so maybe we should put it first. Maybe we should invest in love first. It's the big idea. Now I want to answer one more question as we go. Prepare to close. All right, Ed, you want me to invest in love because it's going to be here in the end. Now, I can love a lot of different things, and I can love a lot of different people. Who should I then love? It's just like I said, if you need to invest in a good pair of dress shoes, if you're going to be on your feet every single day, you might say, okay, Ed, fine, fine, fine. I won't go to Payless. I'll buy. I'll put some money into a good pair of shoes. But which one should I buy? I'm sold, okay, I should buy a good washer and dryer. Which one should I buy? I'm sold, I should Go to a good school and invest, okay, but which one should I go to? And Jesus actually answers this question for us front and center. We don't need to wonder, okay, so where should our love go? All right, Ed, I'm sold on the fact that love should be a priority, but where should I place that love? Jesus answered the question for us. Plain and simply, the religious leaders of that day were surrounding him. 
They were always looking to trap him and answer questions that they thought he wouldn't be able to answer. And so one day, the religious leaders asked him this question. They said, hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. Sadducees and Pharisees, religious leaders. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, if you're unchurched in this room and you don't believe in the whole Jesus thing and you've had bad experience with Christians before, hopefully you could pay attention because what Jesus says next is the Jesus that I'm all about. What Jesus says next is the Jesus that the movement as a church is all about. I don't know what you've experienced, what you've heard about Jesus, but here's some religious leaders who asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment of them all? There was over 600 of them, and they're trying to trap him. They're trying to put him in a position where he backs himself into a corner and can't explain his way out. And Jesus answers this question, and by answering this question, not only does he sum up his life and his ministry, But he also sums up for us where we're supposed to place our love. And he says this. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God. The first and greatest commandment, Christian, is to not make a point to your friends. The first and greatest commandment, Christian, is not to be right. The first and greatest commandment is not to judge. The first and greatest commandment is not to put yourself above and to have pride about what you know and where you're headed. The first and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God. How are you doing that with that, Christian? Are you more concerned with the gifts and the knowledge and the prophecy and the fanciness of what you have in Christ? How are you doing with the one at the top, loving God? That's the question we need to ask ourselves as a community of faith. How are we doing with loving God? Are you loving God well? And the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. The whole thing. Everything you've taught, all the laws that you understand, they really come down to loving God and loving people. Where should we invest our love? God and people. Where should you be investing your love if love is going to be the thing that lasts? God and people. And for the unchurched folks in the room, for the people investigating Christianity, wondering if Jesus is the real deal and Christianity is the only way, let me just tell you, on behalf of our leader, Jesus, and Christians all around the world, if the predominant feeling that you have not received from Christians hasn't been love, then we have messed up. If the predominant feeling that you received is judgment, then we've messed up. If you have not felt loved by the Christian community, then we have gone wrong somewhere, and for that, I want to say I'm sorry. And to the Christians in this room, hopefully as this sermon comes to a close, this message comes to a close, you are slowly but surely putting love at the top of your list as it relates to priorities. This is very convicting for me. 
as I talked about all the different priorities I have as I read these scriptures and as I prepared for this message, can I just tell you, I was convicted. Am I so caught up in what I'm gonna say on Sundays that I'm not loving the people who are a part of this church? Am I so caught up in saying the right thing and making sure that the words and everything are in place? Am I more caught up in that than connecting with people in the church and loving them? Because even this, even teaching is not gonna last. And that's a hit to a guy like me. Loves to teach, prides myself on, this is not gonna last. And I, I, this message is changing me. This message is challenging me. I need to put love to the top. I need to put love to the top of my priorities, the top of my ambitions, love for people. Love for my wife. Love for God. Christian in the room, are you so busy that you have not connected with your heavenly father in who knows how long? You call yourself a follower of Christ, but if the truth be told, you have not connected. You have not felt the love of God or extended your love towards God in who knows how long. And I don't say that out of judgment or condemnation or anything like that, but if that's your scenario, don't we have our priorities out of order? Am I just telling you, so go home now, read your Bible this week, put on Christian music all week long? No. I'm saying see Jesus. See Jesus and his everlasting love for you. Do you know right now as you sit, regardless of how close to Jesus, far away, from close to, uh, far away from Jesus you may be, his love is everlasting for you. Everlasting. When he, it, didn't, it didn't stop with those nails on the cross. See, Jesus' love for you, that act was just a very obvious act of his love for you, but his love extends to this day. Why? Because he is constantly saying, here I am. I'm God. Faith in me can make you right with me. Trust in what I did on the cross can make you right with me. And however far you've been, however many scriptures you've read, however many weeks you missed church, I don't care. I'm right here. My love is everlasting. One of the songs we sing around here, one thing remains. His love never fails. It never gives up. It never runs out on us. And that's where the resource to love him and to love others comes from. His love for us. Jesus loves you. Your heavenly father loves you and he loves you just as you are. And he wants you to see him as God and he wants you to see him as king. He wants you to see that you need a savior. And he's here and he's waiting and he's saying, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Can you imagine for a moment because you are so overtaken by God's love for you, you can't help but make him a priority. You can't help but loving, making loving others a priority because you're overwhelmed with his love for you. So here's the thing and I'm done. If you find yourself having a hard time loving God and loving others, you have probably forgotten about his love for you. You have probably misplaced the width, the depth, and the height of his love for you. Which, by the way, according to scripture, is immeasurable. 
You've been listening to Pastor Edward Paws from the Movement Church in Oakland, meeting Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on the campus of Mills College in Oakland. If you're looking for a home church, I encourage you to visit the Movement Church this Sunday. The uh, details are on the web at themovement.us. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's themovement.us. And this being a relatively new broadcast here on KDIA, they would love to have your feedback. Share with them your thoughts about the broadcast. Is it accomplishing what they would like to accomplish, which is to overwhelm Oakland with love? There is a button on the homepage of themovement.us called the Radio Show Feedback button, and that will give you the opportunity to share with them your thoughts. That's themovement.us and the Radio Show Feedback button. Have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday at this same time with another broadcast from The Movement Church in Oakland.